just tell yourself all is well or all is going to be well Welcome to the Phase 4 podcast inspired by Vishen Lakhiani and Ajit Nawalkar, co-founders of Evercoach, a division of Vine Valley. In this podcast, we speak to coaches and creatives about where they were, where they are, and where they are going. This is an intersection of what we focus on expands, and your story is your superpower. My guest today is Suda Seti. She's the founder, international executive coach, and consultant at Meliora. In addition to playing her own practice, she works as a coach at Evercoach and Mind Valley certification programs. Some career highlights include leading two American clean energy nonprofit organizations as their country representative in India. With her experiences taking her all across the globe from America to the Middle East to South Asia and beyond, Suda's journey eventually led her to understanding the greatest gift she had to offer the world was, her no- was the knowledge of how to find one's own inner strength and harness its power. Suda, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, JP. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm so grateful. When I was reading your story, I was just like, wow, it's such an inspirational story. And so you're ahead of where most of the people listening to this might be and where the other coaches are. So maybe we'll start back, like, where did your story begin before you got to here? Thank you. Yeah, I think each one of us, no one has a perfect life, right? No one has anything 100%. Something is always, I always see life as a set of compartments. Everyone has one compartment empty, right? So it's like no one has anything perfect. And similarly, in my life, uh, my marriage was not perfect. I uh, grew up, I had a lovely childhood. I really thought like, you know, everything was hunky-dory. When I would read all these sad poems in English literature, I would be like, what are they talking about, right? (laughs) And then... I go abroad, I go to the US to study, and then I get married. It was an arranged match as how it happens in India, but I did get to meet the guy. And uh, to me, he appeared to be everything that I had dreamt about. But it turned out that I was nothing that he wanted. So he had come on a rebound. So to cut the long story short, I, I moved from the US, gave up my job and moved to the US. And I was in London almost about 22 years ago. Um, all alone. I'm this person, bubbly, cheerful. I need people around. And then I was with this one guy who didn't want to talk to me. I had no one. I'd walk around the streets of London with tears streaming down my eyes. Okay. And at that time, internet was still very, very new. So I knew my strength from the books, two books, Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning and Susan Jeffers, you know, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. These two books gave me all the courage and the strength. I almost contemplated suicide because I was so lonely, I was so depressed. But looking at my wedding album, I decided, no, I couldn't put my family through it. So I came back to India. I returned home. I had left India saying that I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And then here I was broken, shattered, whatever you call it. But it was the love and support of my family and friends 
that let me breathe, heal, and breathe like a phoenix. You know, like a phoenix. I rose. Took me about ten years to rebuild my career, and at the age of forty, I adopted my daughter, and uh, she's now a sixteen-year-old. Uh, the reason I'm beginning from there is to just to say, like, what made me get into where I am now. You know, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I was in this field of energy efficiency and energy access, where very few women were. But my own rejection that I had experienced made me feel that I was not enough. You know, I did it to myself. I didn't realize what I was doing to myself. And then what happened in 2016? I was representing an American company, and they had introduced this empowerment training for rural women to sell, you know, cookstoves, clean cookstoves. This was supported. Uh, by the U.S. Agency for International Development. And it blew my mind to realize that what I gathered from books was like, you could teach it as a course. This was from the Johns Hopkins University. And uh, so I was like, oh, wow. But then I'm a single mom, so I had to go back to winning my you know, bread and butter. So I went back to energy efficiency and energy access. It was a feel-good work, but something inside always was missing. Just before the pandemic, I quit my job, and I was like, what am I going to do? I did a lot of soul searching. Guess what? I said, I want to help people transform. And then I come across Ajit Nawalka's book, and I see that they're coming out with this. No, before the certification was, they had this 21 days start your coaching business quest. And I now live in India. So it was the cynical side of me that said, I don't think anyone is going to return my money. You know, there's something up there. They're going to cheat me. Right? I was blown away. I was blown away by Ajit and his team's intention to serve with love, their authenticity and everything. And I was like, I need to be a part of this journey, whatever happens. And they announced the certification of business coaching. I was one of the first ones to join the batch. Brilliant. So that's yeah. that's that's what's gotten me here. Yeah, I love it. So I totally agree with when I see like these Mind Valley, the way they're talking, the ideas, they're all similar to stuff I'm reading. And I'm just like, this is the place for me, right? And it always starts, it seems, with our own pain, our own story, and then we do the work on ourselves. And then after we do the work on ourselves, well, then we can go and give it to others. And it's really difficult to help other people if we don't do that work on ourselves first, because you can't really take someone as far as you haven't gone yourself. So that's a really important part. I want to just pick out one part there about the book, because some people might not know Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning and why it's so important. And this book, if you don't know who it is, go check it out. This is one of the best books you're ever going to read. And it gives you a focus wherever you are in your life. If you're at a very low point and you're sad or bad things are happening and you think your life's horrible, this book will allow you to realize, hey, my life is great no matter what situation you're in compared to that. So Victor Frankl was a, a psychologist and he was in a bunch of different concentration camps. And he found like the good in it. Like, 
out of all that, right? And it's the yin yang of life. There's a little bit of good somewhere. And so Edith Edgar also comes to mind where she would say, I'm going to live to 90. And who knows how she could think that way, considering what she saw. But I just wanted to draw that out because that's a part of like, no matter how bad my story is, this is way worse. And if he could get out of it, then we can all get out of it. You're absolutely right about that, JP. That's exactly what I felt. I said, what I'm going through is nothing compared to what he's gone through. And if he's able to come out of it, I should also be able to do that. And that's what I think as a coach, that if I'm able to do it, anyone can do it. Yeah, I agree. And so that kind of brings us to where you are now. So you said about right before the pandemic, you went to the coaching and then from that, what happened there to get you to where you are now from just before the pandemic and now we're at the end of 2022? Right. It's been a fantastic two years, I would say. I know COVID had a lot of like, uh, created a lot, lot of difficulties for a lot of people. The positive thing that I see about it is it had me transform. I, it had me focus on myself. I learned about self-love. At the age of 52, 53, I learned what self-love is. Not going to the spa, that wasn't enough. There's a lot more, you know? I didn't know that. And I'm now a big advocate of self-love, you know? Yeah, I love it. It's so true. And another um, a part of that <clears throat> is like, once you start believing in yourself, and love like first you got to love yourself then once you start loving yourself you start believing in yourself once you believe in yourself you can believe in others and so it's really easy to say with conviction i believe in you right absolutely absolutely and i also told myself like you know if i don't love myself who else is going to do that if i don't care for myself who else is going to do that right, right. so i need to be there and i compare it to the analogy of like Put your seatbelt on before you help someone else on the flight, yeah. right? You know, whether 100%. it's a child or whoever, right? Yeah, there's something I want to draw from the book. So um, you you participated in this ebook too. You yes. wrote a beautiful, inspiring story. So for, and I also know that there's some coaches who are struggling at the beginning of their career. It's difficult and it's your dream. So don't let go of your dream because it's difficult at the beginning, but if your heart and your desire keeps you through and takes you through, you'll be okay. And so if you want it bad enough, just it's okay. Um, but what I wanted to pick out from your story is I'm going to quote it exactly. It says, I learned the importance of serving with love. That became my new mantra. I was able to identify my values and make a commitment to authenticity and integrity. Seeing the Evercoach ambassadors, I set my intention to work with Evercoach. And the key word there is intention. You set an intention to work with Evercoach, and now you are, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's absolutely true. You know, when I was especially doing CBC, uh, like I said, I was part of the first batch, right? And uh, Coach Ajit Nawalka offered a champion's program he sent out, once we graduated, he said, I'm inviting about 13 to 15 people for this nine month long training, you know? I was first one to respond. And since then, I would write to Ajit say, is there an opportunity where I could support you, where I could help you, right? Because I believe in Evercoach and Mind Valley so much. I feel 
there are so many other coaching institutes and people outside. I've experienced one or two. They don't serve the same way. Somewhere out to get my money, you know, but nothing concrete. But here, it's genuine. Yeah. And, and there's a... Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say it's such a ripple effect too, because like we see you in the pods and the way you share and the light that you bring to the world. And then that light trickles down and each one teach one. And if we just like, I don't know, I, I said it before, but if like, if the whole world could be like with the mind Valley ideas and values and it would be a lot better world. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what I started doing uh, even before I formally worked with Evercoach, I was hosting the CBC masterminds for free. You know, I was just doing it of my own uh, uh, interest. And uh, when they said, I said, I'd like to do this. And I did it for over a year. And I formed a WhatsApp group, which has got like all coaches from CBC, CLC, and CHC now. And it's the same thing, right? It's based on Ubuntu principle, where it's like, we are all, I am because we are, we all are, right? And within that community, we support each other so much, like I see you doing. So similarly here, everyone is offering their skill set. Someone is, you know, doing a mastermind on brand strategy and helping us. Somebody else is doing on marketing and selling. Someone else is doing it on some other, you know, aspect of coaching. It's just brilliant. You know, there's so much of support. And we also took a call that we will just keep it to Evercoach and Mind Valley members and we don't want to add anyone from outside because at least at this point, we all feel that we are all on the same wavelength, you know? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, so that's so important, right? To just not just take the course and then go away. You need the community, you need the tribe. And because everyone has different experiences, so you have information that someone else can use and because you're unique and nobody else has that information, it's almost like, you have to share that information. And then the power of the mastermind comes into play. The power of the mastermind is huge because if you know, you have a different life experience and especially now that we're seeing the international, right? It works even just locally, but internationally even more because there's different parts of the world that you know something that I don't know. And all of us come together and we can figure out the same goal. And because we're all kind of on the same common trajectory and we're going the same direction, it makes it a lot easier. And then I want to take out that uh, Ubuntu principle. I had Noelle on here um, maybe uh -huh. a couple months ago, and that's the title of the episode, Ubuntu. And right. so she, okay. uh -huh. that's her like philosophy on life. And it's such a beautiful philosophy. Um, and so the WhatsApp group is a great addition as like an added resource for coaches, especially like I'm, I want to talk mostly today with the, your story is going to help the, the baby coaches or the new coaches the most, right? And so there's a couple of things I would love um, for the new coaches who are struggling to do. Go look at Suda's LinkedIn page. Look at the way she writes. Look at the visuals that she's using. All this, and not just Suda, but all the coaches where you want to be. like, Because the way you write is so beautifully, this is exactly the way we need to do it. And all of your social media is just very aligned and it it's perfect. It makes sense. And this is the way it should be done. So if you're struggling to figure out that side of it, go take a look at Suda's social media page. Thank you, JP. I wanted to add one more aspect, uh, especially, you know, 
I don't know if you uh, know that I was in Tallinn for the Supercoach event. And uh, what I loved was, like I said, I have this WhatsApp uh, community, right? That uh, I call it our tribe and that's what we are all. And some of us met there for the first time, but it felt like we have known each other for years. And that's what the entire 550 people felt like. We all knew each other, right? It did not feel like you're in a strange country, sitting in a strange conference where you don't know anybody else. It was a soul connection. Soul connection is the word, right? Yeah, I went to a couple of live Mind Valley events and it's just like another level of love. That's like, whoa. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, you know? And so in your book, you were talking those those two books that um, helped you at the beginning. Then there was two other books. And one of them is uh, The Alchemist, Paolo Coelho. Oh, and yes, yes, so yes. I had to drop the quote because I love it so much. But it's like, and it feels like it happens to be all the time. But when you want something bad enough, the whole universe conspires to make it happen. Oh, I totally believe in it. I totally believe in it. I, I think I believed in it even before... I really understood what manifesting was. <laughs> you know, that book, I've gifted so many copies to so many people along with Man's Search for Meaning. And uh, I truly, truly believe in this connectedness that we are all connected and the universe just resonates with what you want. And if you pursue and persist in what you do, it will definitely pan out. That's so beautiful. I love the way you put it. Um, so that was where we were, where we are now. And so this being the phase four podcast and phase four of the six phase meditation is all about creating your future three years out. So where is Suda three years from today? Uh, I hope I'm transforming people, you know, to be a better version of themselves as many as I can. And contributing to the Evercoach Mind Valley goal of 1 billion people being impacted, right? My drop in the ocean. I don't know how big the drop is, but even one that I impact, I'm happy. I love that. Yeah, it, it is a big drop in the ocean if you're wondering. I, can, <laughs> I see it. I see the chat and I see the people. So you're, you're making a huge impact. 1 billion coach, that's a, a really ambitious goal, but... It's almost like, I feel like it's it's not like worried that it might not happen. Like it's going to happen. I can tell, right? It might take five, 10, 15 years. But yeah, it's almost like it's already happened. Um, yeah, but we are all there. You, me, and thousands of other, or even like, you know, hundred thousands of other coaches out there who are all, you know, working towards this common goal. We are, all we are doing is to better another person's life, you know, to make them smile to you know to enjoy their life yeah and the, for me one of the biggest things about coaching is that like we spoke about first you do the work on yourself but because you do that work on yourself you have the proof you have the evidence and you have the measurements and then you make adjustments and adapt but you have the proof that this is how it works not because you read it in a book not because you saw a youtube video because you did it and so go ahead wait I was just going to say that I want the new coaches to first believe in themselves, that imposter syndrome comes in, but to not listen to that inner voice. You know, we are harshest on ourselves. So be kind to yourself, trust yourself, you know, 
Yeah, agree. I'll give you a, a story with that. So there's this guy, I think they call him the Our Iron Cowboy. I don't know his real name, but he said uh, he ran a hundred triathlons in a hundred days, like back to back mm -hmm. to back without rest. Right. And so a triathlon, it's like a one and a half kilometer swim, a 40 kilometer bike ride and a 10 kilometer run. And so he did this day after day for over three months. Right. And so that's, first of all, should be impossible. But he said, even on day 99, that his mind was telling him, you can't do it. And so like, that's the imposter syndrome coming. And he has all the evidence. Yeah, I just did it 98 times in a row, right? So don't, you have to sometimes detach and tell your mind to shut up because it will just try and talk you out of it. It's just doing what it wants to do. It wants to keep you safe. That's okay. Now that you know that, you can use that to your advantage. Yeah. And I was recently reading an article that said that where you think your limits are, the mental limits, you are able to go much beyond that. It's just, as you said, the mind just like, you know, the flight or fight response, like it just wants to keep you safe. So it says, okay, 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 let's not go there. And uh, I don't know, for people who love Disney movies, watch Luca. Luca has got this, have you seen that? There is this, you know, this, the inner voice, silence your Bruno, you know? Name that inner voice something and shut it out. I love that movie. I love kids' movies. I feel there's so much of lessons there, you know, apart from the entertainment factor. So I encourage a lot of people to watch Luca and don't give up, you know? Yeah, we kind of bounce uh, between Netflix is gone for the kids. I'm like, just watch Disney. Disney's way better. But it seems like all the Disney movies have that... Um, spiritual element or consciousness or there's always that side yes. story and i'm now that i'm on like i wasn't always spiritual like this i was whatever who cares but now that i am this way i'm looking at these disney movies like whoa 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 all of them yeah, right exactly your story um from that ebook too it started with um everyone has a story to tell our own hero's journey and that's another thing with Disney movies. They all are the hero's journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every one of us has a hero's journey to tell, right? We just need to be cognizant. What happens is half the time we are focusing on what's missing in our life, which could be a very small aspect. Everything else is beautiful, right? Yeah. But you miss that and you're seeing that it's like a black dot on a white wall. You keep staring at that tiny black dot and you let it cover the entire white wall. The reality but, is it's a white wall, you know, this is a tiny speck. So I think I would just say, count your blessings, be grateful, and the universe will bring back more of it. Yeah. And so what we focus on expands. So if you're looking at the tiny little part of your life, that's not. And so everybody's life has a part where they don't like it and it's not where they want it to be. But if you focus on that little tiny part of your life that you don't like, it's going to expand. And conversely, if you focus on all the good things that you do have in your life, <clears throat> the little things are going to disappear. They're going to kind of fade away. And you're, it's not going to be that big of a deal to deal with the challenge or situation that you think is happening. So I think um, maybe we'll talk about some quests. Or So I always ask people, what's their favorite, either author, quest, certification, and why? Probably you must have heard it so many times. Michael Lee, Rich Litwin, you know? These two guys are like phenomenal. And Jason Goldberg, 
you know, I just love that guy. And now Ronan, I heard Ronan in Tallinn and that's what motivated me to do certification in uh, Holobody. Um, so, I mean, it's amazing, right? I'd like to do more quests, but then I keep telling myself, I want to internalize what I've learned. Right now I'm doing the Ken Fonda's quest, you know, uh, the money quest. And then uh, what else? I'm doing birds, uh, quantum uh, leap, the quantum jumping. So it's, it's phenomenal. There's so much to do. There's so much to learn. I love everybody. I can't say, you know, it's easy to say, I pick this person, I pick that person, but everyone is phenomenal. And everything is phenomenal. My, my biggest takeaway about coaching, what I've gathered, whatever coaching we do is, right, is helping the other person change their mind. Yeah. And seeing stuff that they don't, they can't see, right? Because if you're yeah, inside yeah. the, if you're the fish yeah. inside the bowl, you don't even see that there's a whole world out there. And yeah. 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 And it was only recently that uh, actually my daughter taught me that. She said, I, I wasn't aware. Apparently the butterflies, they cannot see their own beauty. Their eyes are way in the front. Did you know that? So they can't see how beautiful they are. You know? So they're like, you're a butterfly. You're beautiful. No. Right. Um, I guess what kind of what maybe advice would you have for new coaches starting out who are thinking like, okay, this isn't working and I'm about to quit on my dream? Don't. Don't give up. If you come here, that means there's a calling. Listen to your purpose. You have to go through it. There will be always ups and downs. There'll be like phases. You're like, you know, offering free coaching, you know, pro bono coaching. Then you got paying clients. Then there is a lull. Then it picks up. You know, like I kind of put a stop to my projects because I was traveling a lot. I went to Thailand, came back. Then I was not well for some time. And then I have my house being renovated. So I have a housewarming coming up. So I'm happy that I don't have any coaching to do right now. You know, I have small chance, but not like big things because my time is being taken by something else, right? So just trust that whatever is happening is happening for your good. Just be aligned, rest when you need to. And once you're sure financially you're secure, you can just like, you know, tide over if you need to keep like, you know, doing moonlighting of coaching for some time until you transition to that. But don't give up. You're needed. Beautiful. Yeah. I would I would add to that too is that you need to practice. And so if you're not where you want to be yet, maybe you need to add some more skills. And I think it's important what you said about um, financial security. So if you're a coach that's doing this on the side and you have a full-time job that you want to leave, you can leave it one day, but make sure that you got more practice in the coaching first, because just to leave and then to try and like find clients out of nowhere, you're going to, you're going to end up worse because it's hard to be creative and it's hard to flow and let like flow like a river when you're worried about the money part. So if you have a job and I know a lot of coaches, especially new coaches do have a job, it's okay to keep that job and do it as a side hustle. And then if you ever heard Jim Rohn, he used to say, like Jim Rohn is like the motivational expert. He was Tony Robbins teacher. Right. And so he used to say like, he purposely kept his full-time job so that he could talk about his part-time job, which is coaching. And so what better place to do that than at your full-time job. But, um, right. 
Right. And I, another thing that I'd like to add is be open to possibilities, whatever may come. Don't go with like a restricted view of, I think I know this, this is only thing that I can coach. Just be open. Um, so yeah, be open, look for those opportunities and possibilities. They're coming at you, especially if there's, if you're a lot of these list, uh, listeners will have um, a spiritual element to them. So if you have that spiritual element, then you should be on the lookout for signs, emails, songs, podcasts, invitations, start saying yes. When people ask you to do things, say yes, don't be, don't let your analyzer come in and talk you out of doing it. And, uh, <clears throat> just don't give up. The only way you can lose is if you give up. Right. I totally agree with you, Zach. Awesome. And so we've spoken about um, where you were, where you are, where you're going. We've talked about some quests. I have this quote. <clears throat> so my old story is this, this old victim story. I don't even want to talk about it because it's like, eh. but coming out the other. So my victim story ended up making me, nobody else, create a hell on earth for me. And I created my own hell on earth from my victim story. Coming out the other side of it, now I look around everywhere and I see heaven everywhere. And it's like such a, a weird paradox, right? It, it, it led me towards psychology and taking psychology courses. And the reason was like, how could it be that one person could make hell on earth and then make heaven on earth the other way? And so the end of your story in this ebook, it blows my mind because it says, the mind is its own place and in itself can make heaven of hell or a hell of heaven. John Milton, Paradise Lost, 1667. And I've never heard that yeah. quote before, but I always say that is like, how can you make heaven and hell like inside our mind? So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was blown away by that quote too. That was another thing that I used to have on my refrigerator in London, you know? So, like I said, I guess for all of us here, whether we are new coaches, in between or seasoned coaches, that calling is there. And all of us have a story to share about how we have gone through pain and how we have come out of it and how we want to help, right? So this is literally that. So it's all in your head. It's all in your mind. If you're able to change that with the help of a coach or if you're able to help someone change that, it's brilliant. Yeah. And your story is your superpower. So use that to your advantage. Uh, Lisa yeah. Nichols calls it dip theory, right? So you come in and tell the story about where you are right now, but it wasn't always that way. And then you can go into that. And so part of yeah. getting better is by just looking at other coaches or other, not even just coaching for anything in life, whatever area you're in, if you want to get better, look at the people who are doing the best and take a look. What resonates with you? Keep that. Which ones don't? throw it away. There's so many different teachers and modalities. The reason is because they're not for everybody. So take the ones that are for you and use them. Take the other stuff and throw it away. Yeah. And the biggest thing is do not compare yourself to anybody. You are unique. You're really unique. There's never anyone like you. There's never going to be anyone like you. Right? So take the best. See what suits you, but you do not need to compare yourself with someone else and say, oh my God, but we started at the same time. This person is there, that person is there. No, life is just like, you know, just a screenshot at different times, right? Yeah, and it's like run your own race is what's coming, <clears throat> coming yeah. to mind when you say that. Um, 
I guess, what do you, do you have anything that I didn't touch on that you'd like to talk about or about your business or yourself? I think you touched on everything. All I would just say is people need to have faith in themselves and their ability to raise past their circumstances, their limitations, whatever it is, right? That's why I believe in empowerment. That is like, I believe in empowerment. I believe in upliftment, you know? You are moving to a different level, right? Anybody can do it. I, I see that everyone is a diamond. Some are discovered, some are still inside, you know, some need to be polished, you know? It's the same, whether you're a coach or a client. That's amazing. I, I want to talk about books, maybe, because I'm thinking yeah. now you have a bunch of books in there. So you probably love books. I love books. So what kind of books are you reading? Oh, uh, there's a lot. Once Kindle came, my reading is slowed down. I must tell you that. I keep piling and piling and piling. If it was probably in a real room, I don't know how many rows of books would be there. Um, so it's kind of slowed down. But of course, now I'm a lot into a lot of coaching books, right? Every book that I see, which is listed as a resource, I download it, I read it. Right now, I am reading something on shamanism. Let me just tell you the name. I like it because it's a lady who talks about her self-journey. It's awakening your inner, one second, awakening your inner shaman, it says. It's about this woman, how she went into you know, being a shaman. So it's interesting. I like that, you know. Beautiful. Suda, I'm so grateful for your time today, your knowledge, your wisdom, and I'm sure a lot of coaches are going to get some value out of this. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you, JP. Thank you for having me. All the best to everyone. And I just want to tell everyone, just tell yourself all is well or all is going to be well. Thank you.